You're listening to The Modern Love Project. We are your hosts, Carly and Simon. Here at The Modern Love Project, we candidly discuss... Romantic relationships. Friendship. Family. Sexuality. Modern parenting. Topical social issues. Let's do this. Simon Shimmy. Hey. Oh, hello. Hello. There we go. Yes. <laughs> we love technical issues at the start, don't we? Oh, so it's happened do. a lot. Oh, we're funny. Is this our first night time recording? It is our first night time mm. recording. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Probably why <laughs> we're both so we? tired at the moment. Yeah. And how much we make sense. Yeah. Apologies in advance. We just start to ramble or yawn mm. or anything oh, like that. <laughs> Here we go. Already started. So, welcome to good evening. Welcome to episode fourteen slash fifteen. Because we know this is going to be we a two-parter. Um. Oh, what did we decide to call this? I think I just called it privilege. Privilege. In privilege. Okay. Privilege. Cool. Yeah. Privilege. We are talking all things privilege, which is probably one of my favorite things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you are so passionate about this. Me equally. But I think you're definitely more, maybe vocal, more conscious. <laughs> Me uh, <vocal>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an uncomfortable topic. So It is. I think that's how I felt about the toxic masculinity episode yeah. previously as well, that I knew it was an uncomfortable topic to talk about, yeah. but it needs to be said. And that is a great segue. What is your uh, feedback oh, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. from so, last episode? So, really great feedback, as always. Um, had quite a few people say to me that they really appreciated the fact that we're coming from a place of compassion and yeah. empathy and understanding. Instead of us kind of ripping into men, we were coming from a place of love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I think that was the main we can, we try and stay neutral. Yeah, for sure. And we never want it to be about harming anyone yeah. in any type of way. Or shaming. Shaming, that's yeah. probably a better word. Shaming. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for the feedback for toxic masculinity. Um, I did get some feedback asking if there was gonna be more advice on ways to deal with masculine person. <laughs> Which yeah. I don't know that we fully talked about, but we I didn't we touched don't know that I have an answer. No, I think and that was that was what we discussed. Yeah. We we mentioned the fact that we don't know how to navigate that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't really have time to cover everything. So yeah. if you want, I would love to chat it out with you, whoever mentioned that, and we can come up with a solution together, okay. if you like. Okay, pick yeah. and pick. You go first. Oh, um, I actually got some really good time with Sean yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we actually got to spend quality time together. It was in the morning, so we weren't super tired. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was really great. We got some quality time. We actually exercised together, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just really nice to reconnect and get a reminder of who we are as people outside of being parents. Yeah, the power of making space and time for your partner, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And the pit is probably the sore muscles that I now have from <laughs> said exercise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. You? 
peak, um, I've been having some honest conversations with uh, my line manager at work. It's kind of led to a promotion next year. So I'm going to be reclassified, higher pay, new job title. So um, I'm really glad that I followed through with those tough conversations at work. Even just for my own peace of mind and knowing that I've said everything that I needed to say mm-hmm. and at this point in time it paid off yeah which is great I think sometimes having a hard conversation even if you don't necessarily get the desired outcome mm-hmm. you can it often makes you feel better because you've actually vocalized how you're feeling exactly giving the other person a chance to see your viewpoint yeah it's yeah, really for sure. awesome yeah because uh, even if I didn't know what the outcome would be at least Whatever it was, I could walk away knowing that I've said everything that, that I needed to say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it worked in my favour this time. Yay! Yay. Go you! How I'm exciting! Right. Pit, I haven't seen my boo for, no. you know, a while. He's been no. working hard for and the money. And he's been like, peak for my week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, you bitch. You bitch. But um, he gets seven days off soon. So, Yay. we'll be making up for lost time. That's so nice. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Let's get into privilege. privilege. Start us off, Wilco. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I wanted to ask you first why you wanted to talk about this. Privilege, I know, is a multifaceted topic, like all of these topics are that we've been speaking about. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I feel like Privilege really does come in many different shapes and sizes. And I really want to bring awareness to the fact that a few of the other definitions and forms of privilege need to be brought to the same attention. Yeah, and we were just talking about this before, that sometimes you don't realise a type of privilege because you're not affected Mm. by not having this privilege so you're unaware Mm -hmm. that it is a privilege yeah like just before i brought up uh fertility privilege yeah and that's obviously something that i'm like hyper aware of because i'm going through a fertility journey at the moment yeah but you didn't consider that because you've not had no exposure to that you had you know i'm not gonna say relatively normal fertility journey but no but i had a really easy seamless uh, pregnancy, mm. contraception, yeah. birth, like, so yeah, yeah, it's not something that I ever had to worry or think about yeah. because I was privileged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how come you really wanted to talk about it? Yeah, just mirroring what you said. Basically, there's so many different types and I think the more that we can talk about all the different types leads to compassion through understanding So I'm hoping that by us talking about it, people might have moments of, oh, I didn't even realise that that was a thing, Mm -hmm. which I've certainly had many moments of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just think it's a great conversation to have to showcase some of these other privileges and help people understand and be more empathetic and hopefully work towards solutions. Amazing. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So I did a little Insta poll to ask the question, what is privilege? What are people's understanding of privilege? Yeah. And some of the responses were gained advantage, mm-hmm. being in a position where you have never been a minority or understand how that feels. I really love that definition. Yeah, that's yeah. great. 
um, responsibility. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really interesting take yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, and almost that flip side of the coin, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And this one here, you can still experience forms of oppression at the same time as being privileged. Mm-hmm. You can also use your privilege to help those less fortunate. Use your power to help those who suffer from oppression and prejudice. So I would love to touch on the first point that this person made. You can still experience forms of oppression at the same time as being privileged. Yes. So can you give an example of that? 100%. So I'm in a, I guess, or I had been brought up in a financially privileged household and that has been maintained with the person I have married and their yes. family and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I know my financial privilege in that sense, but yeah. at the same time, I'm also oppressed because of how I identify sexually, yeah. my fertility journey. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting that you can be both. Yeah. And I think we would love for people to understand yeah. that we can be both privileged and oppressed at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I honestly, I think that was so beautifully articulated from that listener. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I looked at what the dictionary definition of privilege was, and it came as a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group. Right. I like that they said immunity granted as well because I hadn't really thought of it like that before but I guess there is Mm. kind of like a safeguarding in when you are privileged yeah yeah and social privilege is the theory of special advantage or entitlement used to one's own benefit and or to the detriment of others yeah right so there's the singular privilege I guess first the social privilege yeah social privilege can escalate in unhealthy ways I think yeah, I love that you've included both definitions there because I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, what else have I got here? So Hive Learning has said that privilege describes benefits that belong to people because they fit into a specific social group or have certain dimensions to their identity. Um, mm-hmm. Having privilege means having an advantage that is out of your control and that you didn't ask for. You may not even notice it until you educate yourself about its existence. Mm-hmm. Oh, that self-awareness, that self-reflection is obviously so important. Yeah. And sometimes you're just not capable of that until you reach a certain age yeah. where you have that ability to reflect yeah. on life and your past experiences and your situation. Yeah. Um, or it just honestly might not cross your mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Um, I really liked as well that it said that having privilege means having an advantage out of your control. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it could be circumstances that you were born into. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's such a funny thing because it's how do you stop oppression happening from other people while also, I guess, being thankful for your privilege because mm-hmm. some things, unfortunately, you know, are out of your control. Mm, like the colour of your skin. The colour of your Can't skin or where you're born. Yeah. Because it is out of your control, you do, I think, have a certain responsibility to be aware of others that aren't so fortunate. But there's also that juxtaposition where it's nice to have an appreciation for what you have as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And also goes back to, you know, if you can't control certain things, 
then we control the things that we can control. Yeah. So we can, you know, not change the color of our skin, yeah. but we can change how privilege can affect those who have differing skin to us. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Privilege and lack of privilege are how power is distributed. Mm. And I think we see this reflected through society, through government, through yeah. access to opportunity. Yeah, so what comes to mind here is systemic racism mm-hmm. as well, is yeah. really tied into privilege. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to acknowledge our own privilege because privilege is the other side of oppression. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this definition was saying some people are against talking about it because they don't want to be framed as the aggressors or complicit in a system that gives them an advantage at the expense of others. Yeah. Tell me how you feel about that. Well, so... From what I'm getting from that is that people are are fearful of reflecting or recognising their privilege because they don't want the shame that's attached to that privilege. They don't want the shame that might be associated with the fact that, you know, there's some things they can't change or have control of. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that that, is that they don't want to recognise the shame that they're instilling on others. Yeah. Because it's a reflection of who they are. Oh my god, this is just so huge. Like it's just yeah, it blows my mind about how really how hard it is to be able to grasp all of it at yeah. once. The oppression, the privilege, yeah. who's affected by what. Absolutely. And how to navigate it all. I think this is really interesting because to not acknowledge something is in itself a form of oppression. Mm-hmm. So while it makes you uncomfortable, and as it should, if you mm-hmm. are being um, having benefits given to you because of your privilege, yeah. um, I think that's no reason to ignore it. And to me, I think if you're kind of burying it, then you are being complicit in it. Yeah. And it's just like we were just talking about saying, you know what, I do have this privilege, mm-hmm. and I'm going to check it, and then how can I use my privilege to support those that don't have that privilege mm-hmm. rather than just being like, it's out of my control, let's not talk about it. Because yeah. then I think you're kind of feeding into it. Exactly. If you're not part of the solution, solution you're part, you're part of the, the problem. problem. Absolutely. And I think when you see something and don't say something, yes. that's not great. It's kind of like when you see a piece of rubbish on the ground, yeah. you notice it, <laughs> but you just keep walking. This is my mantra, yeah. You know? What you walk past, you accept. Exactly. Yes, yes. girl, yes. Um, I have an example of this. So you probably notice through listening to our podcast that we have an on-country acknowledgement. There's also most events you will go to that are held on Indigenous Ghana land. Um, a lot of people will do a traditional acknowledgement at the start. Mm-hmm. Um It makes me uncomfortable every single time I hear it because it's a reminder of how and where we are living. Yeah, and what's been taken away. Yep, Mm -hmm. and it's a reminder of our privilege. However, that's not a reason to not acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, Okay, (laughs) so on that, (laughs) Hype is saying, ultimately privilege is not a concept designed to make people feel guilty or diminish their achievements. Instead, waking up to how you may have certain privileges is an essential first step towards being able to decisively act in small and large ways. 
to use your privilege and make the systems we were born into fairer. That was just a way better description of what I was trying to get out before. But did you write that? No, I did not write oh, that. Oh, okay. I was about to be <laughs> like, hey, that was awesome. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have. Um, so, yeah, that was, I think, what I was definitely trying to articulate, just not as nicely. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a it's a fine line of owning your privilege, being aware of it, mm-hmm. and then using that privilege to break the system. For sure. Let's get into types of privilege. Yeah. I think we just discussed before that a lot of them interlock mm-hmm. and that there may be some that we have overlooked. So please, yeah. apologies for that, first of all. And Do you think, like, if there is something that we've overlooked, mm-hmm. then therefore that makes us privileged because if we were oppressed by it, we'd know? I think sometimes it's you don't know what you don't know so if we're going back to my fertility journey Mm -hmm. I was fertile so it it was not in my brain at all to consider infertility as an issue because it wasn't my experience that's not to say that it wasn't in my peripheral vision of like I understand other people are affected by it Mm -hmm. but it wasn't my experience at all yeah so yeah interesting yeah you're right okay yeah Sorry, I just thought I'd chuck that one out there because it just came to me. Yes, and I would love to hear if there is anything that listeners feel that we have missed. Mm-hmm. And thank you to those who have contributed types of privileges and their experiences with it. Yeah. Uh, the first one is economic, financial, or socioeconomic privilege. Yeah. Did you want to dig into this one? So, are we talking in terms of uh, where people live? Yeah. What country, what part of that country you live in? Absolutely. What suburb in that part of that country you live in? And then access to everything that comes from being in your region, whether Mm -hmm. it's healthcare, schooling, um, just access to opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it can be country-based, but then it can also be city-based. And then within that city, there's... It's different areas. Or even like when we're talking in terms of South Australia, the, mm-hmm. the privileges you get by living near the city versus living in the outback, you know, yeah. and what you have access to. Yeah. So not to say that, you know, if you live in the outback, you're going to live in a low socioeconomic area. Yeah. But it's just you don't have access to some of the things that we take for granted. Yeah. Yeah. And it also goes into the type of housing that you may be in based on where mm-hmm. you live yep. it might mean that you're in a complex with one room versus being in a property with a yard yeah yeah um something i find really interesting here in sa is a lot of our schools are district based mm-hmm. so you either can't attend or you are not as high up the list to attend a school if you don't live within that area mm-hmm. yep. and I find this really interesting because I personally would never pick a school based on it being the closest school to my house. Yeah. That is not a reason for me personally to pick a school. Yeah. But then the flip side of that is like, we'll just go to an independent school mm-hmm. where it's not district based. Any student can go to any independent school, mm-hmm. no matter how far away you live. But, but can then 
But then can they? Can they? Yeah. yeah. That's a cost. Kachingi chingi. Yeah, I know, Public right? Public school versus private school. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a debate that, oh, maybe we'll save this for education. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. point. But, um, yeah, I think it's certainly where you live. Even things like healthcare, mm-hmm. um, public transport. Mm. Um, if I drive around Adelaide, there's some areas that have beaches that have playgrounds and parks. Yeah. Versus areas that do not. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, another thing they've mentioned in here is opportunities. So when we are looking at work internships, paid versus unpaid. Um, tutoring opportunities that are available, mm-hmm. um, things that will help you enter the workforce. So, yeah. Yes. Or just job opportunities in general. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. another level of jobs. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and what jobs are around based mm-hmm. on where you live and can you get there because of the transport. Oh, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a biggie. Uh, privilege based on your colour. Yeah, so we're talking in terms of ethnicity mm-hmm. or race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So this is obviously the biggest one, I think, um, that we would all recognise the most. Yeah, privilege. certainly very topical. I would say colour and gender, probably the two most talked about uh, inequities. Yeah, for sure. When it comes sure. to privilege. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think it goes... Without saying the opportunities and access to people of colour, mm-hmm. it's just not even close to being on par with um, Caucasian people. No, no. If we're talking types of privilege, there is certainly, um, I know we've touched on healthcare before and we've talked about um, Roe v. Wade. But mm. it's also, for me, um, colour and ethnicity and it, we have seen an improvement over the past couple of years. I certainly have. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about mainstream media, mm-hmm. the world didn't used to reflect on the TV screen mm-hmm. and in advertising what we see in the real world around us. Yeah. Um, and I guess growing up as a little white girl, it's not something that ever would have crossed my mind because, mm-hmm. you know what, I could go to the shops and I could buy a Barbie doll that looked like me yeah and I could read a story about a female character that looked like me and yeah. had the same experience as me and I could read magazines or see ads that were showcasing products with people that look just like me yeah and wow. so yeah you like I said I think we are seeing more diversity in mm-hmm. those areas but I wouldn't think that and I don't want to speak on behalf of the black community but I would think that there's a long way to go in showing um, their culture in a more widespread way. Yeah, and I think um, if I'm thinking about our home country and our First Nations peoples, mm-hmm. man, have we got a long way to go to overcome white privilege to bring justice mm-hmm. for the opportunities that they should deserve and have access to. Yeah, for me... There's a difference as well between, and this could be about any of the privileged topics, but let's talk about colour, mm-hmm. a tokenistic change versus an actual change as well. Yeah. So to sure. me, this looks like, okay, cool, 
you're working for a business and they're showing a diverse range of models in their imagery that are of all different shapes, sizes and skin colours. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does their employment of staff actually look like? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Or if we're talking to um, us locally in SA, like our Indigenous community um, showcasing their art and music, are we actually doing that in a way that is supportive to their community? Is mm-hmm. that Are they leading that? Are yeah. they, you know, when we're talking to our children in schools about Indigenous studies, are we delivering that content or are mm-hmm. we actually going to the community and getting them to deliver that content and supporting and investing back in that community? Yeah. So I think, yeah, doing a tokenistic gesture versus actually letting these people hold that space yeah. looks t- completely different. Well, I agree and so I love that you mentioned a, that. Yeah, and I bring it up because... I see a lot of it driving around at the moment. I see a lot of Indigenous artwork everywhere and I just, I honestly hope that they were commissioned from Indigenous artists and were paid properly yeah. um, and, you know, consulted and mm-hmm. all of that sort of stuff and that it's not like, oh, look, we're supporting your community, we're just going to rip off a picture yeah. and plaster it on a wall type yeah, thing because exactly. that actually is not doing anything to break down the or system just have problem. one aboriginal artist on a show like hey can you please commission these and then yeah. that's it and they get a lump sum of money yeah okay yeah what's the next step yeah great that you've supported yeah. this one aboriginal artist yeah but what are you going to do about inclusivity yeah you know recognizing oppression yeah accessibility opportunity all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so yeah, I it think needs to go further. It absolutely needs to go further. I <laughs> so me being the vocal person I am, I <laughs> spoke to my school. The school the kids go to is absolutely phenomenal. They do a lot of stuff with the indigenous community, mm-hmm. um, and I sort of said to them, <laughs> "Oh, so who's who's teaching the subject?" Mm-hmm. I was a little bit on my half horse, and they said, "Oh no, we we get." I cannot remember his name. He's a well-known Indigenous elder in SA, father. I want to say Nesta, but I don't know. I'm not sure. But they said, oh, no, he comes in and delivers the content. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to start backpedaling. And they're like, we also do, for the older students, they actually get to go on walkabout camps and, um, well, yeah, all of this stuff. So I was like, oh. But, yeah, I think it's important to be an ally and make sure that people are going about these things in the right way. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I love that you said all those things, but what I was thinking of is, like, does everyone have access to a school or education like that, though? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my husband just walked past that window and scared the shit out of us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, No, that's a really good point. Yeah. Not everybody has that access. Yeah. And... Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually really fortunate in my work setting where I actually share an office with an Aboriginal elder. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so she is um, Torres Strait Islander and of Aboriginal descent. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of in-depth discussions and she she's so great to access for knowledge yeah. and understanding. Yeah. And I'm super lucky to be friends with her and share an mm-hmm. office with her because it's just blowing my mind yeah and she's always saying that you know it's good that we're doing this but it's time to push it further now yeah and one of the things that she was talking about is 
that Adelaide University is actually offering um, a degree in Aboriginal language. Yeah. And they have Aboriginal language, um, I don't know, not directors, but researchers yeah. in Ad Adelaide University yeah. who understand the language, who can speak the language and therefore can teach it. Yeah. But she's like, but they're white. Yeah. They're white people. Yeah, wow, that is so not and okay. So she's like, you know, for the First Nations people who, um, that's their heritage, that's their language, mm -hmm. and they want to access that language, they don't want to want to be delivered by a white person. Absolutely not, because I was watching something the other day, and their language is something, when you have your land and your family and everything stolen from you, mm -hmm. your language is one of the only things that you have left. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... I think part of being an ally for people of colour as well is knowing when to put down the microphone and mm -hmm. stand back and let them... It's about making space for them to tell their stories. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. We're not doing our job otherwise. Yeah. 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 And I think it's like... And she recognised, oh, I think it's great that they're offering this, but yeah. where's the opportunity for I'm the First Nations people? I know. that that even got through. And so, yeah. So yes. she, she is too. So... And, and her... I could speak about this lady forever, mm -hmm. but her... Maybe we should get her to come and speak about it. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, she, and she would love to as well. Oh, but she better. is um, second stolen generation, so her mum was stolen. Yeah. So she has a lot of history to share around that, around, you know, privileges, oppression, racism. Yeah. She's seen it all firsthand. She's had those stories passed down to her. And for her to still have an optimistic perspective, yeah, I'm just so, so thankful that she hasn't lost herself yeah. in in her inter intergenerational trauma, yes, and that she's capable of knowledge sharing. I would absolutely love to have her here and speak about it. Mm -hmm. I think for I know we have got listeners that live outside of Australia, so I guess as a side note. Um, we are a colonised country and um, mm -hmm. there were people, <laughs> Indigenous people that lived here way before we did mm -hmm. and yeah, essentially when we speak to the stolen generation, um, their land, families, everything was taken from them, their yeah. children yeah. and the effects are still being felt today. Yeah. Yeah. So For I think, sure. oh, wow, that would be awesome to have a chat. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Um, so yeah, colour... And ethnicity and culture as well, I think, is a big one that ties into that. And that can be reflected in um, the types of foods that are available. Mm -hmm. For yeah. sure. Yep. Um, clothing that's available. Yeah. Stories. Language. Mm -hmm. um, oh, look, I covered all this and I didn't want to look at these. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, this is something that you just thought of before. And I have no notes on it, but please talk to this little type of privilege. Oh, age. Age, yeah. Oh, ageism exists. And that's purely down to the fact that there's privilege of being a young person. And there's so much oppression when it comes to um, the elderly. Um, not in just terms of less opportunities, but I guess for the way society views them. Yeah, I think you know, Australia is not great at being inclusive with elderly people mm -hmm. and you're right we they get herded off into homes and little communities with people of their own age and they yeah. they get segregated and i wonder yeah. if that's because we've just got so much fear around 
death and dying and, and death sickness. And aging and we don't we want do. it in our yeah. peripherals. And yeah. I feel like this has gotten worse because at the moment there just seems to be such a shift towards looking and feeling young and I think that's mm-hmm. reflected socially. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree that it's all to do with how we view ageing yeah. um, and our obsession to maintain our youth. Yeah both physically and mentally, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with ageing. No. It's part, of the, it's part of the process. But also, do you think there's privilege or bias when it comes to employment? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of, because again, I haven't been affected by the age thing yet that I know of, so yeah. I'm just trying to think of... Yeah, that's the thing. Um, We're just talking from, I guess, a young people's yeah, perspective, a younger generation perspective. Yeah. So, and I... The example I can kind of draw on is that, you know how we're kind of in a job or employment crisis at the moment where, you know, a lot of industries are needing employees, but they're just not getting the work Yes. Yeah. And their solution is to, you know, cheaper education at TAFE or shorter course times Mm -hmm. or higher rate of pay or whatever. What about offering these opportunities to our older generations who might still be capable of working mm-hmm. or, yeah, has the des- who have the desire or need to work yeah. but are getting pushed back just simply because of their age. Yeah, and particularly because, um, and I know older people need social interaction as well, but if we're talking in terms of, like, um, mobility and access to be able to get from place to place, I think now is the perfect time to work remotely as well because mm. if COVID shown us anything, it's that we don't all have to be in an office space. We can be more flexible with schedules and we yep. can offer things where you don't physically have to go in. So yeah. I agree. There's like sure. so much opportunity. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a million more things. Um, I'm assuming health care mm-hmm. would be yeah. – uh, there would be elements of that where I'm sure the elderly are – dissatisfied with the service yeah. that they're getting but yeah i can't yeah. speak to it because i really don't have any experience with it yeah but yeah um, good point age religious privilege um this was interesting because this is again not i guess being affiliated with any religion me either being able to find a place of worship near you mm-hmm. um, or a connection between your religious celebrations and wider society having days off of work from your religious holidays. Yeah. That type of thing. I suppose yeah. even when we talk about celebrations like Christmas, Easter. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. The other thing that really is in the forefront of my mind when I think about religion or religious um, privilege, privilege is how Muslims or mm-hmm. Islamic um, identifying people are stereotyped. Are yeah. History shows that white people kill <laughs> kill more people yeah. than you know non-white people do. So even when it comes to terrorist attacks, like you know the shootings in schools in America, all that kind of stuff, yeah, or white people. So I think knowing that religion can really be a factor when it comes to privilege, yeah, it just makes me think about um, the Islamic. And yeah, and I think Australia is so multicultural, mm-hmm. and I wonder why is that people uh, religion seems to be such a topical 
it's almost like a you're right, I'm wrong type of thing. It never seems to be a conversation of like you believe in that, I believe in this. Mm-hmm. So I think people rather than even talking about it, they don't. There's like already a barrier there. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like it's almost like if you speak to someone about religion, it's not coming from a place of neutrality where you want to understand them in their journey mm. and why they believe. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna listen to you because I want to change your mind. Yeah. And I want you to believe what I believe. Yeah. I think for me, I'm not religious, but I appreciate that irrespective of what religion you are, what you believe in, everybody just wants something to believe in, mm-hmm. you know, and that might be a God or it might not be a God, but mm-hmm. I think everybody wants to have something to turn to. Yeah. Um, and I love that people have that feeling. I love mm-hmm. that people have that connection and I'm never going to really fully know or understand mm-hmm. because... I'm not a religious person. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. Yeah. I don't follow religion. But doesn't mean I can't... <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going straight to the get to hell. Um, I, even though I have those non-religious beliefs, I guess, I can still appreciate people who do. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not envious, but there's an element of we're like, I want to know what that feels like. Yeah. You know? I must yeah. have that... A really great feeling yeah that you and the community that would come with it i yeah. think another thing for me when we're talking about religious privilege is our education system and what mm-hmm. religions are available slash showcased slash spoken about in mm-hmm. our schooling systems yeah uh which is certainly why i went to an independent school because mm-hmm. they discuss all all yeah. religions um everybody's welcome because I really struggled with going to a school and the first thing they would talk about would be religion and I was like, hey, that's not why we're here. Yeah, yeah, Mm, religious education. Yeah, yeah. so it must be hard to want an education for your children that might not necessarily reflect your religious practices. Mm. Mm. Yes, yes, agreed. Shall Shall we pause for P2? Is this a good place to pause before? Oh my God, yes. Wow. We waffle. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. So we're going to take a break um, and wrap up part one of privilege. Yes. So next episode will be part two of privilege. And we'll talk about the other types of privilege. Yeah, keep working through the different types of privilege. And my favorite part, how to checkity check your privilege. Yes, I love that. Really looking forward to it. And I think we're going to announce at the end what our next episode is going to be as well. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>